and welcome to another MTV podcast. It's 6 p.m. on a Friday. This is the podcast that we release the same time every week where we talk about what we've been up to in the uh, in the week that's just elapsed and what we're going to be doing in the days to come and also with a little bit of chit-chat along the way. Um, I'm always joined by a couple of cohorts uh, and today is no different. I've got uh, Joe and Colin and I'll start with you, Joe, because I've not seen you for a while. Are you good? Really good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah. you've yeah. been on holiday this week. You haven't got a suntan, but you've been on holiday. A bit of a tan. Yeah, yeah I went to Tawin and Abu Dhabi, going back back end of uh, August as well. Yeah, really good. I'm not a cohort, mind you. you well, you're a big fan of, of Wales, aren't you, going there on holiday? Is it because of the close proximity to where you live? Or is it, it just because... It, no, it is. I'm an hour, hour and 45 from the coast, but I'd go anyway. It's a stunning, stunning yeah. place, yeah. And, and what's the, what, I mean, what are the beaches like there? Because I've, I've never been, the only time I've been to Wales is when I went to the Brecon Beacons on a walk. And that, I've got to say, that was absolutely beautiful. But uh, it was a bit of a challenge because I did one of these 25 mile hike things and got caught at the top of the Breckens in snow, wind and rain. And it was horrendous. But I'm told that on a so nice day, it's beautiful. Well, where we go is right on the edge of Snowdonia. So you've got, you got the, the mountains and the hills and things, but you've got glorious beaches. And they're fairly quiet being Wales. When I've been down south and to some of the more... How do you put it? Almost traditional pre- yeah, tradition, spots. premium places. The places Devon. where Colin goes with his um, kiss me quick, quick hat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> right, just, let's just clarify. Just super busy, whereas where we go, super quiet. It's really good, really nice. Let's just clarify a couple of things. The only one who's got a kiss me quick hat is Paul, because I've known him for a long, long time. And I've been on holiday with him, and it always comes out. It's dreadful. Second, how do you get two, uh, two whales in a mini? Uh... Go on. On the me. M4. <laughs> Boom! Get it? So well, you, it depends. If you live where Joe is, you wouldn't be going that way. No, no, no. That's my whales. That's my How would you get two whales in a mini from London? That would have been a better way of phrasing it. But anyway. well, you need so to be the, more specific the, with your mask, jokes. Uh, the joke masters here, honestly. <laughs> so c- c- coming up, coming up, we'll coming come up. to you. Coming up in this uh, show this week, we're going to be talking about um, a few visits we've made. It has been quieter this week, as you would expect. We're, we're well into the holiday season now. Um, we've been to Pro Drive this week, which was a, a, a terrific visit. We'll talk about that. Um, Geo's also been at AM Hydraulics. Uh, I was privileged to be invited to the Star GB Golf Day, which I've got to say was <laughs> absolutely out of this world. The weather held out. We were expecting rain. I kept looking the night before thinking, no, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. There's nothing worse is than playing. It puts you off your stroke when it's There raining. is one thing worse than playing golf in the rain. And you know what that is, Paul, don't you? Playing golf with me. Absolutely. How long did it take you? Well, the well, let's start with this. Yeah, so the Star GB Golf Day uh, took place on Tuesday. They invited thirty-two uh, customers, and 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 I mean, I think at the, with current times as well, with the the pandemic and all the rest of it, I'm sure they were a little bit concerned that, that everyone was going to turn up. But they did in the end, and they had so we had eight groups of four. I was lucky to be in the uh, in group one. Um, I was with Alec uh, from Star. I was with Phil Smith from Wheel Park and Anton from Scott Bennett Engineering. And we had a tremendous round. It only took us about six and a half hours to get round. Can't believe it's not bad for a par uh, par seventy two. I think it was eighteen whole six course. And a half. Six and a half hours. Yeah. And you were the first ones out. We were the first. I, ones I'd out, want yeah. to do six and a half hours from my house door to door, and it's an hour and a half yeah. each way. <laughs> but what did you put that down to? Why do you think it took so Your long? Your bad play, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'd say one quarter of that first four ball would be the problem. I'm not mentioning any names at all, but. Well, well the, the guys I played with were really, really good. I've got to say, they were so patient as well, which you have to be if you play golf with me. Um, I spent a lot of time in in the bunkers, a lot of time in the rough, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot of the phrases that happen in golf. I learned that you, you, you can't just be picking your balls out of the rough and putting them on the fairway. And <laughs> the shot. Oh my god! You know, there's so much to golf that I didn't realise. Clearly. 
You can't yeah. cheat. No. Can I just say, I was on a golf weekend and Sunday and Monday, and I would put, I'd just share this with you briefly. I'll ask Joe, because Paul's got no idea about golf, clearly. The bloke was playing of 28. If he scored over 40 points, what would you suggest? Uh, it's, it's an enigma. An or enigma. May, or, or maybe uh, maybe he needs to look at his handicap somewhat. If he did it two days <clears> on the bounce, <throat> would you would you suggest maybe his handicap was slightly incorrect? In our society, we call him a bandit. Yeah, <clears throat> that's not what I called him. <laughs> but so was he falsifying his data he in was, order to He was win? cheating. Basically. That's it. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call him out on it. It was a cheat. But no, I guess listening. if he hasn't played golf for a number of years and he's been stripped of his handicap, he's no. not he's not lying. No, absolutely not. Totally. Anyway, moving well, on because that's if, angered if, me. If, if I'd have cheated, um, I still wouldn't have won. No. So when, when I join my club and I need my card mark, Colin, I don't invite you to mark my card. No, you'll be slightly harsh on me, would you? No, I'd be accurate. That would that was all. Your six would be a six. Your eight would be an eight. Um, okay, so coming up, we're going to talk about those things. It was a brilliant day. I, d I do have to say thank you to um, Star. I was a pretty poor on the day. Um, I think the one of the guys at JCB, apparently one of the pros, said he'd never seen either such a low score or a high score, whichever way such it works. Such a bad I, golfer. I, I don't know, but <laughs> I put that down to the clubs that I borrowed and um, a little bit of the environmental conditions. Well, someone said there was a bit of well. crap on the end of the club. So you looked at, looked at the yeah, club face, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other end. <laughs> um, so in the news this week as well, we spoke about the Olympics last week when uh, you weren't here and I asked, uh, you weren't here, Joe, and I asked Gio and I asked Colin what sport that they would um, be in if they were at the Olympics. What would you be in? We've almost won 20 medals as well. Uh, look, he's, he's having to check out which, which, he's checking which sport. sports are in. Which would you participate in, Joe? Well, I'm glad you've asked me this, actually. Um, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, I did a podcast with a gent called John Stanbridge. Okay. And he's the pilot for the Team GB bobsleigh team. You know, it's not the Winter Olympics. I know. Okay, just checking. Um, would, you, would the pilot the go that sits in the front? Yes, I didn't yeah. know this show yesterday. But yeah, there's a lot that goes into that, you know. And to people. answer your question directly, there's trials. You don't need any experience. There's trials for the next Olympics at Bath University. When? And when? evidently, lots of prop forwards, when they finish rugby, go into bobsleigh because you need explosive legs and power. I'm not saying I've got any of those, but I'm a next prop. So, so if he's to the answer your question, bobsleigh. Right, OK. So if he's the pilot, does he does he do any of the, the pushing as well? Or does he just yeah, literally all, sit? All four, well, I think he does the... There's a two and a four man. He does the yeah. four man. Um so yeah, you all explode off the line and then you all jump in. He's the one that does the steering at the front. Do, can, do, I mean, do you actually steer those things in? Is yeah, that I steer, yeah. 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 I sound like just, an expert. I didn't know any of this just yesterday. with the contour of the, the, no, the track? No, steer it. No, Absolutely. There's, there's a lot to it, yeah. Is and it? evidently, it's the only sport I've ever found where weight is an advantage. So that, that's why I would pick Bob. It is an advantage. So yeah, if you've got powerful legs and you're heavy. 120 kilos on average they are. 120 kilos? Yeah, it's all down. It's all down. It's almost as big it? as you, Paul. What's 120 kilos in stones? That's 18, if not more. big. Uh, they're quite often Lord big, alive. six foot, big, long legs, big levers. Wow, good grief! Um, so you'd be in the bobsleigh team, would you? W yeah. Okay. Not I, I won't tell you. What, I won't well, tell you what um, Colin suggested to me off off air earlier that you'd be wow, in because that wouldn't brutal. be that wouldn't be pleasant. I was going to do the synchronised diving with Joe. Geo said the same. Um, also in the new well, it's good that we've also almost got twenty medals. I think as the last the last Brilliant. place I look, I think we've done really well so far. Um, we other bits in the news. Obviously, this pandemic's been going on. Uh, Seven hundred thousand pings in the last week, uh, and more Boris, in China. And uh, is there? No, it's just their surnames. <laughs> And Boris has now done two years as PM, which um, came out this week, which was, which was good to see. Uh, has he done a good job or a bad job? I suppose that's Carrie's done a great job. 
yeah. Oh, controversial. Yeah, I'm sure it, that Yeah, it's the toughest job in the t- world, isn't Toughest it? job in oh. the world, yeah, yeah other than them um, being on this MTV podcast. Uh, I'm going to talk about ProDrive now, uh, where me and Gio were on uh, Wednesday this week. Um, this is a company, I, I used to knock on the door. Uh, you, if you've been up and down the M40, you would have seen ProDrive. And, and uh, I mean, you must have seen, mm. seen that. And it, what a company that is. Some of the old cars, Carver would have absolutely loved it I was, was going to say that, He yeah. would have absolutely loved it. They've got all the old... Jensen Buttons. Um, Jensen Buttons. F1 car. They'd got all the rally cars. I remember seeing a picture on Ian's social media feed some time ago of him driving a Metro or something when he was doing, doing rallies. Had all that sort of stuff there. There was there was probably 20 or 30 of these cars that the company had been involved in making parts. They've refurbished. They've got uh, refurbishment capabilities as well. But I didn't realise that ProDrive actually um, it goes above and beyond. Uh, well, they make parts for Aston Martin Racing. Um, they also make p- luxury parts for Range Rover. They get involved in um, parts for cars for the Dakar Rally. There's so many projects. Don't they get involved in R&D as well? They're not, they don't just make parts. They're actually, you know, aerospace as well, I believe. Yeah, not no, just, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it really is across the board. Even medical, they got involved in the Ventilator Challenge. Uh, and they actually had there one of the ventilators that they'd been involved in the design and the creation of as well. Yeah, so I, it's a I have to say, company. I don't often want to spend any time with you, Paul, but I'd happily come to that. It, it'd, be, uh, it'd be a good visit, that one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really good. Now, they, the essence of it was the fact that Colchester Machine Tool Solutions have have got some uh, a partnership with them where they now have like what they'd class as a, a bit of a showroom for their machines. Um, so they've got four machines in there at present, soon to be seven and the idea is they've got a, a lovely facility in Elland up north where you can go and see all the Colchester machines. But, of course, Elland's a long way if you're coming from Bournemouth or London or what have you. So by having this place in, in Banbury on the sort of motorsport alley is going to be perfect for them. Prestigious name as well. It is. And actually, um, it's good. Uh, what was good about it was the fact that they were they got these four machines in there and they're using them in a real working environment so they've got a vmc they've got a turning center with them um, sub spindle and, and y-axis and they're actually making parts for their projects on these machines and they're inviting customers in and they're going Do you know what look at these machines they're you know colchester have moved on we're not just the manual conventional stuff anymore we've got multi-axis machines and actually if you don't want to take it from me talk to the guy that's operating it because he's there he's making parts he's machine titanium for whatever industry and you can see that he genuinely loves that machine what they say is you often go to showrooms and and basically you've got the apps guy you've got a, a, a pretty soft mm. demo and you don't really get to touch and feel the yeah. machine whereas this is uh you're getting your hands dirty actually yeah, it's, yeah it's, you're being able to, to witness all the machines in action um and so i had a good good day with uh, geo there uh, doing that i found out actually some sad news geo's got a tick talk tick tick he's got a tick yeah. okay yeah why no, he's got a tick. Oh, what is well, that? Not, in... not that one of those ticks. He's got a tick that you get from um, animals. You know, like you, you know, yeah, like little cat... bugs attach yeah, yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got one which which turns into a can turn into like a. I can't remember the name of the the, the disease, but basically, he's Lyme disease. Why doesn't he brush it off? That's really bad. That's really dangerous. Yeah, why doesn't yeah, he just brush it off? Or you can't. Work you like can't. That? With a tick, you can... you can brush them off. They can get it, the legs will stay in you, and you get infected. So you have got to burn it off. Yeah, so I think he's he's mm. he's he's on antibiotics or whatever. Oh, really? Never mind what Geo's like. That that would have been a, a long 
difficult conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, I was chatting to him yesterday about it, and he was like, yeah, I've got this, I've got the antibiotics anyway. So, But he's making a recovery, which is the most important thing. But he in, enjoyed uh, that visit as well, <laughs> learning about the cars and everything that ProDrive um, Pro do. Before I talk about um, AM Hydraulics, which was the next visit, Joe, do you remember seven years ago this week? And in fact, I think you were there, Colin. We did that ice bucket challenge. Do you, do you remember that was that was silly. I remember came up it. My, did came you up swear my, in, in that hotel in, in Northampton yeah, somewhere in that hotel oh, in that's North. right yeah I'd gone home I'd just started and I'd let my taxi turn up yeah. and I'd left there's two Thank there's God. two things three things that I remember about that evening one I suppose if we do it in chronological order one is doing the ice bucket challenge in the bar two thinking it's a good idea to do it again and Paul pulling pulling me out of my um <laughs> My, uh, what you call hotel room naked. So I'm stood there with an ice bucket on my head with no clothes on, essentially. And, fin <laughs> yeah. and finally, going to get Paul's car in the morning, which is in the disabled bay, with a rather disgruntled letter on it. Can you remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, can. And, and it, yeah, yeah. it's not like, you know, they're just, just going to hide in there. No one knows it's me. This car was wrapped with MTD. So yeah, <laughs> I remember. And we paid a visit to uh, a, a new potential prospect that morning, didn't we, after that? And we got night. the order. We, did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, the ice bucket. I remember the... the, the I, I almost which we got completely carried away with the ice bucket challenge and it went from one to it ended up just getting buckets and just <laughs> chucking over yes. each other which uh, i do recall I, I, i'd like to i, I didn't park I in Tobay and i wasn't the, there yeah but i, I do recall from the hotel the next day saying uh, there's some uh, damages due uh, because the car your carpet in your in your in your hotel room was completely sodden that wasn't um, the ice bucket challenge that was an accident <laughs> that was an overnight accident which we've all done you know. seven years ago incredible incredible where um how things have evolved over the last seven years uh am hydraulics now this was a uh, we've been to am hydraulics quite a few times in the last couple of years uh a, a big a, a company based in the west midlands cooks there is i think he's, he's the second generation geo was there yesterday and um he did an interview with the three generations of the family the son's now involved in the business but the far the the cook's dad that started it is still there and still wandering around and it was great to see the photos but the the idea of his visit was to look at the brand new toshiba bora that they've um, had installed there which is a, a two a tue 200. now this Ooh. this boring machine is supplied by leader cnc as a 2.4 meter swing it's a BT50 machine, so um, you can you can mill with it as well. It's got a tool changer. So I mean, have you have you seen these? I'm going to tell well, you twelve Desmond engineering twelve tools well. and driven as well. So not only can they do the turn, but they can do some intricate parts and bloody so, big ver components. vertical borer. Yes. Yeah, mm. So, so yeah. why would you go for that ahead of a vertical lathe? Well, the, the, I suppose the idea with this vertical borer is it, it's got a, a true milling. Um, you've got a true true milling facility on it you've yeah. got a bt50 spindle so you're not operating using mm -hmm. a turret you've got a tool changer which can i don't know you, you say I think it's 12, well, 12 tools. the one at desmond engineering definitely 12. yeah, yeah. so you, you could have more than that so really you've you've i mean when you see the part that he'd got on the machine yesterday that geo was looking at it was like a huge um a huge industrial component that had almost like gear cutting on it you, you looked at it and you just thought that part is perfect for that machine why would yeah. you want to be turning the od and the id taking that off putting it onto a, a big bed mill which you'd need for a size i mean if you were going to do the milling operations on a, on parts that were that big you would need a machine that's got 2.4 meters and beyond in the x and the y axis too so you've got to invest in in in, in a milling facility um outside of 
outside of um, the turning as well. But the fact that this this kind of ram style is is a box guideway also means it's it's got plenty of strength and and stability. But like you said, actually, it's an interesting point. Desmond Engineering have got a few of those, haven't they? Yeah, they've got one one fifty and a two hundred amongst other things as well. Yeah. yeah, and they've actually got. I've just done a blast in the past. They've got a Morisiki WH eighty, which twin pallet, huge, sixty tools from memory, X Rolls Royce. Still holds tolerance all day, every they day. They do, don't they? Some of these Absolutely old amazing. You used, to, yeah. you used to watch your Desmonds? Channel 4? Yes. Uh, no. Yeah, You're bought by Desmond. Do you remember it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember it. No, no, I, I never heard yeah. of that one. Yeah. When was that? Yeah, it was a barber's in, 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 um, in London somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, the Desmonds. Yeah, I was, yeah, quite, um, I was quite young. Yeah. I was probably six. So Paul, you'd have been, been about 18. I wasn't born then. <laughs> um, but it was, a, and, and I know that Cooks always treats the guys when we turn up to. Um, he's got a bar apparently in his in his. I've not I've not seen it. I'm due to go back because I know Ward <laughs> Hightech have sold machines yeah. in there as well. I'm due to go back, and I'm looking forward to going to that. Gio had a nice kebab. Put it in my diary. Kebab. I like a kebab. He had a, curry, ke- curry, he had a curry kebab. He had a kebab. Yeah, yeah what's like that got to do with kebab. having a bar? Wicks has got a bar there, and he make, makes cooks food, and uh, you know, so cook, like, cook, like, cooks, cook, cooks. Yeah, it's like a like a restaurant. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a made bed. And cook, but cook, so cook. much, so much investment at AM Hydraulics. Wait to see the video on this because I, I did see Geo did a, a sort of wet the appetite yesterday on social media. Uh, very, very impressive to see. And um, Joe, you were supposed to be at Sandvik as well this week. What I know it got postponed. I'm not sure of the reasons why, but what were you doing when you were going to be there? Oh, I can't tell you. Top oh, secret. Right. Is it, is top, it top secret. Big announcement coming out of he doesn't know. world's biggest <laughs> cutting tool manufacturer. Yeah, wow. Big right. announcement okay. coming any day soon. But yeah. Okay, well, what, large what? investment. Yeah. safeguarding UK jobs essentially oh fantastic well, that's good that's good news um, t- one thing I was going to probe you on was this this 3D printing of cutting tools these days where, where are we going with that is it something that um, you're still hearing a lot about are you reviewing a lot of these things are people using them in the field um, there was one company I was at Superstar Components we talked about uh, last week where he would he had bought some Goering uh, 3D printed tools and he was actually showing them to me it was just before I was leaving and I was quite impressed with um, what he was showing me but do you know what I'm, I'm kind of I can't tell you the exact detail about it but you know more about 3D printed tools don't you Joe where, where's the advantage to these um, obviously it's still in, 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 in its infancy I can't say it is it though uh, because it's been people have been doing this for a long time haven't they? no they haven't people have been talking about it for a long time but c- doing it commercially making it commercially viable two years three years very <clears throat> don't see much of it at all and people are doing it for two main reasons one very low volume where it's cheaper to print it and basically just mill the pocket out than it is to make the whole tool but Clearly, that's that's not what 3D printing and additive manufacturing is about. Um, if you imagine a cutting tool honeycombed, taking 80% of the weight out, but maintaining 90% of the rigidity. So there's no wow. downside to the rigidity. Uh, the big one for me, Samvik on their R390LW lightweight. That's uh, that's additively manufactured, 3D printed. Out of but metal. you say because to get that rigidity in a, in a tool, surely it needs to be solid, though. No, it's amazing, isn't it? It's, wow. it's, it's, it's honeycomb. It's thought, the structure. Weight it's like be good. The, yeah, in certain circumstances, they are where <clears throat> the R390 lightweight from Coromant, Sandwich Coromant, they pitch that on extensions. So where oh. you in bottom pockets where you get typically get chatter. What's extension called? There's a special uh, name for it. I can't remember. An arbor. Thank you. That's, what, that's where Paul kept, kept his boat. We did that joke ages yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. Terrible. It's, um, that was a tumbleweed, yeah, wasn't it? Essentially low weight, low weight tools. And it, God, there's lots of advantages. The, the challenge with a lot of 
uh, super alloys, HRSA materials, is getting the coolant right to the edge of the insert. And these, some of these tools go around thousands of RPM. That can be a challenge, whereas additive manufacturers, you can put them holes wherever you want. You haven't got a drill in a straight line. When you're 3D printing, it can be a radial hole. Even different, even believe it or not, you get different performance from a triangular hole or an oval hole than a round hole. So you basically well, you take the design elements away. You can design what you want with additives. You but, know. But, you, but you talk about um, them not... But can't you make them in a production way now with some of these 3D printers? Yeah, so when you look at Goering with their Mark, their Mark Forge, Mark 3D printer, that is... A, 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 call it low-cost printer. That is half the price of any other technology I'm aware of. And obviously that's bringing the price down for the, for the consumer, uh, the end user. The, the big benefit though is literally you draw it in your 3D model. The printer doesn't know if it's difficult. It's not like a machine shop where you, oh, am I gonna program that? Yeah. The printer doesn't know if it's straightforward or difficult. You press print, you come out, <clears throat> you come in the next day and there's your part. It's, it's not quite ready. It's not quite ready to use. Typically, these are what we call PCD. So the carbide is brazed onto the tool rather than, you know, to, rather than screwed on. Um, so there's an element of milling, but very little. Um, so what's, what are they actually making the tool out of? What material? And the, well, in t in, when you look at um, when you look at the Sandvik one, is that stainless or titanium? I think that's titanium. Okay. When you look at the coal, uh, when you look at the Goering one, they typically do H13A or uh, D2 tool steel. So yeah, premium premium materials. Yeah. But can well. you not like when you look at the HP 3D printer? This is a the, uh, a 3D printer that's kind of bridging the gap between injection molding. I know you're never going to achieve those volumes, but with the, the kind of uh, well, I can't remember what they call them, almost like the, the, the tray. Like yeah, the, the trays or the buckets or whatever. Yeah. You can produce 50, 100, 200 parts depending on what will fit in that volumetric area can is there not a printer that can do the same with 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 these cutting tools yeah i think um Sandvik don't say what they use but i believe it's i think it's eos which is a similar type of technology where you know you know it's yeah. you're putting down powder and you're lasering multiple components. did a video for eos over in russia right yeah, yeah. yeah. so Let's i remember seeing it no we we're in a hurry though <clears throat> yeah but the mark forge is a single yeah nozzle I suppose you call it a single nozzle and it's putting down powder and then curing it and then you take it to a third party uh, so you take it to essentially an oven which cures it takes it from a green state to a solid state maybe you should put geo in there that might yeah, cure him yeah yeah i mean um it's good good point on that topic because what we're going to do this week um is i'm going to ask you actually we're, we're over halfway through the year and i would be interested to know and that's a technology that Okay, we have been hearing about it for some years now. I know it's still in its infancy, but what things have you picked up on this year, Colin, that have been um, awe-inspiring or have been, awe you know, really sort of made you think, wow, that's going to change certain things for companies because of the, the technologies? I think, has technology moved on loads? I'm not sure about that, but I think the uptake, in fact, I was looking at the innovation model. You've got your innovators, your early adopters, if you remember this from your day school, the early majority, late majority, and the laggards, Paul, <laughs> is people adopting new technology. <clears throat> and I think the way robots have moved on, I don't think, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the technology has changed specifically. They were probably a bit faster, stronger, and things like that. But a lot more robot. You've seen a lot more robots and robotic companies. So I'm going to put you to test on a couple of things. You look at, are you looking at my notes, by the way? Oh, absolutely not. No, That's is that exactly, what, is, exactly oh. word for word what I was going to say? But carry on. Okay. What, I was, yeah, I'll start with word. Okay. So name Paul. I'm going to see how many we can name. Robot company. Uh, Fanuc. Yep. Tick. Joe. Stalbly. 
Oh, Stavely, that's not on my list. Well done. I'll add that. Uh, I'll, I'll, do, go, I'll, I'll do the difficult ones. Give okay, I'll go Halter. Oh, Kuka. Yeah, tick. Um, ABB. Oh, yeah, tick. I'll go another one. I'm going to go Omron. Uh, no, not more. That's an anagram of moron. But yeah. uh, beyond that, there's one. In, oh, what's the big one in uh, the states? Oh, we, fil- we filmed them yeah, in Poland. Was it Poland when we went to Tulek? Huge one. Yeah, Herco work in conjunction with them as well on their collaborative robots. Can I go remember. again, Kawasaki? Oh, my list. But I'll give you a clue. Universal. Oh, uh, Universal robots. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're the world's biggest. They are the world's biggest. Yes, they make all these cobots. Absolutely. So the way I mean. When I first started with MTD seven years ago, I got an ice bucket over my head that, that woke me up. The, you hardly saw many robot arms now. Imawa. Bless you. What? Yeah, yeah. No, the, ones, the big blue robots. Ah, but you didn't see many robots. You know, I don't think you see as much uptake in the UK machine shops <coughs> as you are in other countries. In fact, I'm going to put you to another test. These figures are from 2019 because they're the latest figures. Sales are actually down in 2020 because of COVID pandemic, but there was hundreds of thousands of installations. I think it's 340,000. I can't find my notes on that one. But biggest markets for installations. Go on, I'll of, give you, of robots. Of robots. I've, I've China. Got Korea. One. China, yeah, I'll give you that. Korea. Korea too. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, then you're probably going to be somewhere like, I don't Germany, know. Germany. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Germany, yeah, I'll give you that USA. one. USA. Hold yeah. on, yeah, give you that one. Uh, yeah, Brazil. Uh, no, they're not on there. No. No. Um, Vietnam. Uh, nope. Uh, out of Mongolia. Uh, yes, actually, Uzbekistan. <laughs> no, it's not really. But some others that might surprise you. We, we're going to be here all day doing yeah. it because you're not very bright. That's aimed at Paul, not Joe, by the way. Um, you've got Japan second. Yeah. Of course. Japan, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but lower down a list, Mexico. That's good. I've been practicing yeah. that one. India, which you'd probably expect. Canada. Thailand. Mm. 15th, Czech Republic. Is it? Yeah. Where, are, where are we on Not that even list? on that list. Not even, Not on, that even list. on that list, which yeah. I'm really surprised about. Yeah, that's so. changing. That's changing. Oh, I know we've, we've got some... Where are we? 57? I don't, oh, I don't know where we are. In yeah, the I think we're 57. Which yeah. is just, I think the better measure is a robot's per head rather than... Because clearly we'll never... Some of those nations will never that's catch true. up. But yeah. you should... The, me- the measure is um, how many... Robots per thousand people. And there that's, is, there is. I think Korea was a top one, wasn't it? I couldn't yeah. find that those figures yesterday, to be honest. But it, but it is, it is, it is something that I, I, I appreciate. It is something that has happened a lot here over the pandemic. People have started to yep. invest in automation. I think you'll find some of those figures will change per head. Um, Joe, uh, other than robots, what's something that's really excited you in well, the last? I'm going to continue the the theme somewhat. You know, it's obviously we talked about you know multi-axis robots there, but engineers are just looking. Predominantly, not always, predominantly looking to get a, a, a piece of material, an interim machine, an outer machine, without being a human being. They're, they're, they're trying to do that the cheapest, most efficient way. Some of these robots go as fast as the eye. Yeah. Engineers, I don't think they care if it takes 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to load one. They just don't want to be there. Yeah. And they want to be playing golf with Paul. Mm. But <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of pricing, what do you think is the, the cheapest way of automating the machine? Well, let's, 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 let's take a, I don't know, twin spindle, you know, so it comes off complete, it's twin a, spindle Y-axis machine. A, a cobot. Cobot, absolutely, yep. yeah. 20 grand. 20 so I, grand. I did a job with Mazak on um, HQR. No, it wasn't, sorry. It was uh, on a quick turn lathe, but it doesn't matter. Part was, it used to be done three, four ops. The story we hear all the time. Three, four ops, taking multiple jobs, multiple errors, multiple datums. Uh, they put a universal robot onto it, fully installed, training, bolted on, place to put the parts, all the rest of it. And it was uh, sub 25K. 
Yeah. Sub 25k, and this mm -hmm. thing just runs. I think, depending, obviously, depends on the job. This, I think, it was a, uh, a two and a half hour run. Yep. You know, but they're, but they're going to put new, other tables on it. You that know, was you the coming day. Yeah, 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 yeah. The videos, right, it's proved this morning. The video, so it'll be on the channel very, very shortly. But yeah, it's just I look at it. And some of these, you know, just lots. You know, I know Lang have got a really good system, and they had very poor adoption. They probably wouldn't mind me saying that, but they're popping up all over the place now. I've mm. had an email this last week or so about going to see two new installations. There's a, a third one in Scotland, and they are just a different way people look to automate. Do you go for a, a cost-effective tow in the water with a cobot where you've got a load of billet do you go for the lang system where you're loading the vice um you know when you look at a lathe do you do for gantry so you're not taking up floor space or do you go for a lang a robo job system it's a difficult decision well, but it. the I... only decision to make is you have to do it yeah and, yeah, and i think one way neil other. wilkinson from superstar components we spoke about this briefly on the on the show last week he looks at automation and he's automated his, his whole shop now but he looks at it and he talks about return on investment and how quickly things get paid back, but he does look at the outlay and he goes, I want to automate my machines for as low a cost as possible. And if that can be a cobot, if that can be a pallet changer, I don't want to be spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds because that in, 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 introduces risk. If I can do it for tens of thousands of pounds, you know, my, I'm mitigating any, any well, um, I'm sure risks. All companies have got it, but I remember doing a, a, a video with Shane from Halter and he, he had the, return on investment and he went through a couple of really simple questions and it was amazing the return on investment in some of these robots yeah was and people sometimes phenomenal. don't believe it as well i mean one of the things i was going to mention um uh, and and we, we're getting a little bit tight for time now we've got a couple of other bits to touch on but um was some additive technology from um meld which i uh, looked at with ross milne um solid state material through the spindle it's like a machining center so you feed a solid bar through the top of the machine uh, into this kind of Yes, in, into the spindle, although it's not a spindle. And what happens is the uh, it moves like a machining center. And it just as it moves, it just melts the the bar that's in its it's solid like a, state. Almost like a glue gun. Re, a re, glue gun. Reprints it. Yeah. One mil thickness. It's a fast way of printing. And you can print all kinds of materials. And that was meld, did you it's say? Me, it's meld. The actual operation is, um, is actually called... Uh, yeah, it melts and it layers, and it's faster than standard 3D printing. So it's like what Colin's saying, isn't it? It's, it's almost like a glue gun. Yeah, you, you get your bar from your, your supplier, you stick it in the top of the machine, yeah. and then what happens is somewhere in the... Uh, it feeds the bar, like a bar feed, except in a vertical mm -hmm. format, and it, and, it, and it just melts it, and then it re... Um, it's like a glue gun. <laughs> yeah, Did you, have you said that already? Yeah, that, no, yeah, I didn't. It's apparent yeah. in here, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it it is, is scary where additive technology is going. I don't yeah. think it's not going to replace machines. It never ever will. Do you think? But oh, it never will. No, cool. But ten but years it, time, I'm going I'm to ask you if what you think about that in ten years time. Jane. Yeah, it will never. It, well, never's a long time. But in our lifetime, additive three D printing will never replace a, a, a CNC machine. But but they're there to help. They are yeah, there. To, every yeah. machine well, shop well, should have one. Yes. And I think what you'll find in time is that they'll com the, the technologies will combine as they mm -hmm. are the hybrid styles where you can yeah. do all. Well, you, can you, you do can production do milling, now? Probably. Turning, What's printing. You can do the whole lot in. We don't need to mill it. Yeah. Well, to, going back to Collins' bit about product introduction and product life cycles, we're still at introduction. So when you look at the curve, you've got introduction, growth, maturity, decline. Oh, yeah. And we're still in the bit where it's expensive. As soon as you get into decline, that's where it's mass, mass, mass produced, market. mass market, and a lot cheaper. Yeah, but then you're but I still think we're 10 years from that. Yeah, so all the early adopters are, are getting on board now, though. Definitely. Yes. Uh, so next week, we are going to Seco. 
um, where we're looking at Tornos machines, which I believe are supplied now um, in the UK by, uh, I think it's Premier Machine Tools. Is that, mm -hmm. that's, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm also at XYZ with Nigel Atherton looking at a brand new twin spindle turning centre. So lots going on over the coming days. Um, we've had some great videos going on to the channel this week from uh, Mazak, as Joe's mentioned already, another one coming on soon, but uh, specifically from GW Martin, where um, I've spoken to Jason Butler about their multi-axis technology that's been introduced there for the unmanned running. Uh, Gio's been talking to Martin Payne there's technical corners from Hydrofeed. Uh, we've also got a good tour of FT gearing, which you did, Joe, uh, again, uh, on behalf of Mazak. Um, we've got videos from Citizen, Prima Power, uh, a Coria video that I did at Blue Diamond Engineering, um, Mill CNC, uh, a review with Tony Dale on the TT Twin Spindle Twin Turret Turning Center. There's also videos from Matt Sura, uh, Dugard's Hamwar machine, which you reviewed, Colin, which has done tremendously well, actually. Uh, oh, you sound surprised. No, no, not, not oh, just, wow. just, just so, some, it's, it's, yeah, not taking it. You did a brilliant job, but it's, it, yeah. what happens with some videos is they just got, they go nuts and then some videos don't go quite so yeah. nuts, but that one just seemed to, to, I tell to take you what, off. Technology, absolutely fantastic. Sliders, yes, we've got the, the alliteration, the SSS, Swarth Sliding slide. Special. Yep. But went down to Dugard, saw the Hamwire machines. Colin Thompson did not want to go on camera, and this is not having a dig at Colin. He was brilliant. Good, he was, good he was, video, that. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. But he, Colin, he was, he was an absolute legend. He really was. For someone who was really, I'm not going on camera, he went on camera and was just... I can't believe it. I actually, I actually learned a lot from that video. Yeah. Obviously, the Hamwar brand I'm aware of globally yeah. and all yeah. the rest of it, and Dugard are doing a good job here in the yeah. UK. Um, in fact, well, I've got to go back to Delau because yeah, that's where they've got. They're over the moon. They yeah. are. They're over the moon. Yeah, yeah the different sliding head manufacturer supplied before, and they've gone across to Dugard. They're over the moon. Yeah. yeah. No, great. Yeah, so uh, globally, they're massive, of course, Hamwar. Here in the UK, it's fair to, to say oh. they're not in the top two, but globally, they're massive. How many, well, I think Paul knows the answer. How many machines did they make last year? I ain't got a clue. Ten thousand. No, that's a bit. Two thousand six hundred. Which I'll never uh, clue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are a, a, an incredible um, success story around the world. But I'm sure they'll do. Well. Another video put out was the engineering economic indicator that went out. And, and what was, was your what was your status? Well, I'm, I was fine. I was in front of the camera, just standing there doing. Oh, I see. Right, what was yeah. it? It is positive. Positive. It's been positive since we started. So zero to 100, 50 years ticking along as usual. It's always been over fifty the whole time we've been doing it every month. And it's you've got your CBI and the manufacturing index, but it's a survey as is speaking to people. What is your score? And I would say it was fifty-seven point two from memory. So positive and really strong. Key to it is investment we've got other issues coming through inflation is that going to be an issue going forward and it's not about your salaries and things like that because people were furloughed and spent you know it's more well I, i'm going to keep my powder dry on that because that's coming for the next well we said this I. last week it's it's about time to invest now isn't it if, if there well, are going to be changes the in interest the government rates. this isn't a politics show they're doing a lot aren't they we know yeah, about exactly. obviously the schemes that i think super another, tax super tax another yeah. 57 million put into the pot wow. this week yeah. alone um, for innovation centers there's going to be more call it AMRC style centres, there's another yeah. two yeah, well, opening. You, well, you do, I, I do want to just touch on this before we uh, finish. You do the MTD MFG uh, Great British podcast on a Thursday. You, you mentioned about the um, the pilot that you had on yesterday. But in general, what were the news stories? And what can people um, take from what's been happening oh, in manufacturing? Warm me <laughs> take, I'll do some notes. Uh, the big well, one... you normally <clears throat> go on GB News. I mean, this is this this is nothing compared to sitting there talking to Michelle for, for Michelle Dewsbury. I'd rather talk to Michelle than you, Paul. Sure you would. Respect. I'd rather yeah. speak to her than no, speak to you. Um, so the news this week, Arla, uh, yogurt manufacturer, the re they make they make Danish yogurts in you know Denmark. They're, are they based just around here as well? Not many miles away, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, investing 25 million to bring Denmark yogurts reshore into the UK. Are they going to be Danish? Are they going to be Danish well, yogurts? Don't they? They, I think they do. Uh, I'm not sure, but but yeah, yeah 25 million basically yes. bringing Denmark yogurts to UK, which is good news. The big one, of course, is Sheffield Forge Masters, some 200 years old, that business, something like that. And, and it's been in, it's, it's a tough business that is. And basically it's been um, put, uh, purchased by the Ministry of Defense. Oh, so explain um, what this means. <clears throat> so this means, uh, I'm sure it's owned by the, the workers currently, but essentially the shares, they can't sell their shares. Um, it's been, Chinese have been trying to take it over for some time, which normally, uh, I'm not against foreign investment, anything, anything but. But Sheffield Forge Masters do a lot towards our nuclear programs, things like this. And it's fair to say that's something we want to keep hold of. Not, it's not that yeah. we don't want to sell it to China. We don't want to sell it to anybody. We need to keep hold of that for our, our own good. Uh, Ministry of Defence have taken it on. They're going to invest uh, 40, no, 400 million over the next 10 years. A lot of CNC machine tools. So there'll be a lot of interested parties on that. But to, for me, that's the big, okay, that's mainstream media, probably not that bothered about it. But for us, it's a big deal. That yeah, but all the stories you, you guys find, <clears throat> you never, you don't see many of them on the actual news. And I think someone said, oh, what, you know, I don't want to hear, see all these good news stories. Yes, we do. And mm. there's so much investment going on in the UK, which you don't hear about, apart from on our channel. Yeah. And it's yeah, actually, yeah. And, and, and to, be frank, to, and to, to be frank, we're biased. We don't, we, talk, about the, we don't talk about the bad stuff. Um, you mentioned GB News. They were talking about Pingators, I think they call it, and all the rest of it. And that is a negative, but you've got to try and forget about that. You know, there's, a lot, the there's, still, a lot, there's still a lot of good stuff happening. You know, there's 275 jobs at uh, uh, electric vehicle taxi manufacturing in Coventry, yeah. which you wouldn't necessarily know about. And, and there was an incident on GB News when you were on there last week where, you, where, <laughs> where Michelle was talking to you. I don't know, did, I did you see no, it? Go on. It was an what absolute classic. Was, was she was funny. just about to introduce, I think you, you must be sitting in some, I don't know, waiting room or what have you. The green room, and, he's a star. And, um, and she was talking about, well, you tell the story, Joe, because I can't I quite remember. <laughs> it was so, so I'm there. You have to be on 15 minutes early, like Paul says, check the uh, technology and what have you. And I'm sat here doing my notes and just thinking, oh, yeah, what happens if she asked me that? What happens if she asked me that? And, and she's interviewing. She's talking about cybersecurity, which we're all aware of, problems on your phone. If you open up a dodgy text, they've got access to your bank details, all this stuff. <clears throat> and it says, oh, yeah, I'm coming up now. I'm going to speak to a cybersecurity expert. And I forget the gentleman's name. I pop up on the screen. <laughs> oh, wow. I pop up on the screen and I can see it out the corner of my eye and I don't want to look up because they'll, they'll know what I know. So I'm, I'm like this, looking out the corner of my eye. And I think, do you know what? I'm going to wing it. I know, I know a bit about cybersecurity. <laughs> and I was just about to go, well, Michelle, we all know the problems with cybersecurity and blah, 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 privacy with social media and, and all that. And it, luckily it disappeared and the correct guy came up. Oh. That but is a bit of a clang. But it was funny, Tw twitchy bun times. And this oh. is a, a regular feature. You can, um, of course, listen to the great uh, British manufacturing podcast, which comes out every Thursday. Uh, you can find that on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, but that's also on the MTD MFG channel. Um, but also you can see Joe uh, at 6.30, regular slot on a Tuesday evening, GB News. Um, talking good news stories. Talking good news stories about manufacturing and doing it uh, quite well as well, I have to say. So well done, Joe. Uh, also, the MTD magazine. This is, of course, the uh, the July edition. You can visit our website, mtdcnc.com, the MTD CNC channel, to, uh, to register for a copy. If you don't get one in the post, there's some really good news stories in here. You talk about Forge Masters. I know we covered that quite uh, extensively. 
extensively in our in our publication as well. Um, so lots going on at MTD, and we're even hopeful that now um, the uh, some of the countries have been added to the amber and the green list that we should be able to get to the states. We always give Tony a mention during this show because I know he listens. He'll be travelling back from, I think he's been in uh, Illinois this week somewhere. Oh. I saw he'll be travelling back to Florida Bahamas. tonight. Yeah, we'll be travelling yeah. back to um, Florida tonight, having Florida having been looking at machines and all the rest of it. So we may even be able to get over to the States soon and vice versa. He may be able to come here. But if you want to see what Tony's up to, you can see uh, everything that's happening in the United States on the MTDCNC.global channel as it stands at the moment. But uh, it'll are be you, coming on to the MTD Are you sort of winding channel. the show up now? Because I've got loads more to talk about. We are 42 minutes in, unfortunately. Okay. Colin. And uh, if you've got something that you want to add, <clears> very quick. Do. Well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll keep my powder dry for the next show but very briefly then shows we're going to visit soon hopefully they'll, they'll be on subcon there is, there's someone out there saying it's not going ahead that is absolute pony if i can use that <laughs> phrase it's most definitely on really yeah. is so um when you raise it we're hoping to go to in turkey in november Glo globe global industry in france hopefully september if i can say that we'll cover that off later msc milmax we want to cover but we haven't got time we'll do that next time also I've been looking at your joke book, Paul. Mm. There's two cannibals sitting there and they ate clown. And one of them said to the other, did that taste a bit funny? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So my, my, my person Bob, shop, Bob Bob my person shop, before we started this, Paul, so I'm going to ask you one thing you've learned this year. One thing. And I'm scratching my head because I'm a bit of a know-it-all, as you know. And I'm thinking, Colin hates golf cheats. That is the one thing I've oh. learned this year. <laughs> Don't. I was so out just yeah yeah well, well, i'm angry now okay now one show you didn't mention is emo we're going to be at two which is a big one and of course you've got mac 2022 let's hope that these events do happen we will certainly be going to france in september given oui. the fact that we are allowed um because it'll be great to start bringing you know technologies as we all learn at these uh shows uh back to our screens again it will have only been 18 months since the last oh no we no. went to poland in po september, we, didn't we? i just i watched that video yesterday that was brilliant yeah. We had a great time. Oh. Uh, so there you have it. Just under 45 minutes. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Join us uh, every Friday evening at six o'clock where um, we do what we've just done and discuss what we've been up to and what we're going to be up to soon with a little bit of chit chat along the way. Thanks a lot, gents. And I'll see you next time. for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.